Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a barefoot contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kochanov, and today we're talking about breakfast. The best part of the day, really. I love a good breakfast. I feel like I've said it so many times on the podcast. Um, It's my favorite meal. I mean, I love all foods, all meals, really, but there's nothing like a Saturday breakfast. I like making it. I love eating it. I love a brunch. You know, that's that's half breakfast, we'll say. Huh, but also, um, Happy New Year, folks. I did not put out an episode like the week of Christmas. It was Christmas. You know, I was running around uh, doing things and seeing family and, you know, drinking wine and laying on the couch. Keon and I had a lovely sort of Christmas break, if you want to call it that. I feel like, I feel like so many other, I feel like companies are starting to catch on because I've seen them on like LinkedIn. It's like, I think like the one I saw was Duolingo that they just like shut down the last two weeks of every year. And I'm like, yes, that's, everyone should do that. We, we deserve that. Um, but you know, if you squirrel enough PTO away, like Kiana, myself, we kind of just, or come as close as we can to that, I guess. But, um, it was lovely. We had a great new year's. Um, and you know, it's like back to the old grind. It's kind of sad, but, um, my dog's birthday's coming up, Miss Lucy. If you're not following her, uh, following her on Instagram, you should. It's at Lucy in the Berg, um, B-U-R-G-H for Pittsburgh. And, uh, I try to post, uh, semi, what's the word? Semi, I almost said semi-annual, semi-annual sale at Macy's. Um, sporadically, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I post when I post, okay? But uh, she's super cute, and she's really, you know, she's getting there. I think I've talked to her about her before on the pod, where she's she's still a little scamp, um, but she's showing signs of, like, calming down a little bit. And I know it's, like, a long road ahead. Uh, you know, it's, like, two years, they say, and then maybe she'll finally calm down, and I'm like, all right. But uh, her birthday is coming up in... Uh, like, I don't know, probably about, it's January 14th, so soon enough. Um, and then my birthday is coming up on February 4th. So, you know, there's a few things to look forward to, at least in this house, uh, during those cold winter months when all you want to do is just, you know, move to California or, like, go to Florida. Well, no one wants to go to Florida. Sorry, Florida. Actually, I like Florida. I like I I'm not a Disney adult, but I do enjoy Disney and I know there's some great bit uh, beaches and I do love Miami. So, uh, but I like the cold. I like to be snuggled up. I want to just like read a book. I want to I want it to be like a snowy Saturday and have Lucy come up in bed and just like snuggle and while I drink coffee and just, you know, live it up. Um, But I guess guess that's all the news for now um trying to think of anything else Ina related but that's that's all I got so let's get into this episode this is back to basics season one episode six and this is called the perfect breakfast party so Ina begins one of my favorite times to entertain is breakfast all you need is a plan a simple menu and you're good to go My friend Steven is coming over, and I'm going to show him how easy it really is. First, I'm making buttermilk cheddar biscuits that I can make the night before and pop into the oven for breakfast. 
Then, homemade strawberry jam that takes just 30 minutes to make. And a citrusy breakfast cocktail called Juice of a Few Flowers with the most delicious herb scrambled eggs. So it's back to basics, barefoot style. And I'm making breakfast. Um, there was something here. I think this cocktail, I have so many things to say about this cocktail because it's really a mocktail, which is also fine. Have a mocktail. I think for some reason, Ina's afraid to like drink on the show uh, for breakfast, at least. I, I, mean, I think she likes a good cocktail, too. So I don't know. You know, it's season one of Back to Basics. Maybe at this point she's making, uh, you know, cocktails for breakfast in, in later seasons, of which I cannot remember. But I like this menu. I, I'm excited about it. I don't know. The jam's kind of out of place for me. I like a jam, but I'd rather have like, um, I don't know. I'd rather have some bacon. <laughs> so let's get into this. Um, the first thing she makes is the buttermilk cheddar biscuits, which is a slam dunk. I mean, any kind of biscuit is great. Um, and she says, she starts off by saying she loves throwing a breakfast party, but who likes to wake up at four in the morning and bake? Not me. Hmm. And then she tells us the, the key to making good biscuits is really cold ingredients. And she goes on to kind of explain how like the cold butter releases the steam and makes it fluffy. Uh, and I feel like we've heard her say that um, a handful of times, you know, throughout the Barefoot Contessa catalog of episodes. But uh, she starts the recipe by cubing up one and a half sticks of cold butter. And then she starts to prep her dry ingredients, which are flour, baking powder, and one and a half teaspoons of salt. Very easy, I feel, biscuits are, you know? It's like, why doesn't everyone make these at home? But, you know, it's like you can buy them in the, the what is it called? Like the can that you rip open and, and then it scares everyone. I feel, I'd like, I think we, we made like um, the croissants, croissant, as Ina would say. Um, and you know how you peel the thing back and then you're, it's, it's supposed to pop. I feel like they haven't popped on me in a while. I feel like the technology has changed. Like I actually have to get in there with like a butter knife and kind of like wriggle it around a little bit, you know, and it, it is a little jarring, but I feel like it used to be more jarring when I was a kid. Am I, am I alone in that thought? Chime in everyone. But anyway, uh, I lost my place. Uh, where am I? Okay, so yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. She puts the uh, cubes of butter into the standing mixer and then mixes it until it's about the size of peas with all of the dry ingredients. And while that is mixing, she gets the wet ingredients ready, which is half a cup of buttermilk and one egg. And she gives that a whisk. And now it's time for some cheddar, some good cheddar. Uh, she says she loves a good English cheddar or Vermont cheddar. I, I'm i a cheddar guy. I do like cheddar. I think that I, I often forget about it, even though it's, um, you know, I feel like it's one of the more popular cheeses, but I never really think to get it. I'd rather get like a smoked Gouda, I guess, but I'm sure they have smoked cheddar. I love cheese. Ina just says, get something really sharp. So she grates it up, uh, the cheese, a lot of cheese, actually. And she mixes it with a little bit of flour to make sure that it doesn't clump up. And I made a note here because I feel like I heard somewhere, of course, I didn't Google it, but that, you know, when you get like a bag of cheese at the grocery store that, you know, it's there's some sort of 
I don't even know if this is right, but I feel like I'm I'm just like spreading lies at this point. But the there's like a little powder that's kind of in there with the cheese for the same reason Ina's doing it too, so it doesn't clump up. But that it's made of like <laughs> like tree bark or something, like ground up trees or something. I or wood. And I was like, is that true? I mean, it's not going to stop me from eating cheese. Let's be honest. Um, nothing like a good pinch. You know, like when you're putting cheese on something you, and then like once you're done with it, you just like get a big pinch for yourself and like throw your head back. Oh, so good. Um, anyway, uh, at this point, the dry ingredients are ready to be combined with the wet and she pours in the buttermilk and egg mixture followed by the cheddar and then, you know, mixes it up, but not too much, actually, just, you know, barely combined And then she clears the decks and sprinkles some flour on the surface, followed by the dough. And uh, she does like a, she kind of rolls it out into like a 10 inch by five inch rectangle. And then she cuts it with like a butcher knife. And she has this whole like backstory about how one day she was making biscuits. She's like, I usually use like a fluted uh, like rectangle, um, you know, to make them all even, but she couldn't find it. And she's like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And then she's like, you know what? I'll just cut it with a knife. And they turned out, you know, uh, what would she say? Like super earthy and homemade. And, uh, and so, but I just, I didn't expect like a big butcher knife. It was like, <laughs> I thought like she would use like a, like a butter knife or something like something with like a blunt edge, but she really goes, it like made me almost like, um, it's not like nails on a chalkboard, you know, but like when a knife hits like a counter and it like squeaks a little bit, it's, she's got those nice counters. I I couldn't believe she wasn't using a cutting board or something, but you know, it's not like she was really hammering that knife, but, uh, I was worried anyway, they, they come out good. Um, and no fingers were lost. And, uh, of course I lost my place again. Where am I? Uh, okay. Yes. She puts the whole tray in the fridge And she says that she'll put some egg wash on them the next morning and bake them up. I'm surprised she didn't cover them or anything. She just kind of threw them in there. So anyway, we get one of those. Oh, wait, no, it's not time yet for the I was going to say it's like it's like nighttime and then it's daytime. But that's a little bit later. Uh, Before we do that, she makes the homemade strawberry jam and she starts by cutting and halving, halving, halving having i'm gonna go with having even though that sounds like there's no l in it i don't know she cuts strawberries in half and uh then she puts them in a pot and then she puts three cups of super fine sugar in them uh followed by some grand marnier which we always have on hand here at the house not always but i feel like i've started buying it i'd say in the last three years it's a it's a staple oh by the way folks not that anyone really cares but one of my it's not even a goal, but one of my one of the things I wanted to do over Christmas was really perfect a dirty martini because I love a martini, a vodka martini. Never had a gin martini. I don't think I will. I've said that before. It's just like every time I think about doing it, I never want to uh, unless someone buys it for me. But one of these days. Um, But I so I got all the ingredients together and I bought like a like a good, like not top, top shelf vodka, but like, you know, something a little bit more uh, expensive than I would usually buy and got the olives and the dry vermouth. I feel like they're all, all uh, there's also like fancier dry vermouth out there, but I got like, I got like the Martini and Rossi or Ros- Rosso, Martini and Rossi, right? Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, 
but the long story long story long really at this point um it came out great i followed like a, a very simple youtube video i don't know why i was like i had everything on the counter and i was like all right i'm probably gonna have to make like six of these before i get it right and i put them all in um you know i made it and uh stirred it all up and it was perfect i i was really surprised i gave the first one to keon because i took a sip i was like this is pretty good and he's like yeah this is awesome and um i'm really excited because i feel like that's something i think i've talked about it on the podcast i've, I've railed against it uh that i can't find a good like dirty martini anywhere in the city but who'd have thunk that i didn't have to go any further than my own kitchen so uh, a success story there. Um, I'm kind of craving one right now. I might have one after I record this episode or while I record this episode. Hmm. Anyway, um, so back to Jam. Uh, she also chops up some green apple, uh, which will thicken up the jam because it has a large amount of pectin in it. And she only uses half, though. And she also peels the... Did I say green onion or green apple? Uh, I'm not going to rewind it back. If I said green onion, it's green apple. Um, and then she adds a half a cup of blueberries and uh, to add a depth of flavor and color, Ina tells us, which I kind of like. Um, again, this this homemade strawberry jam is, is pretty simple. Anyone can make a, a jam. I think the thing that I wouldn't have is the next tool which is a uh, a candy thermometer i feel like i'd have to just like i feel like one of my friends would have it but uh basically it's going to simmer in the pot until it hits 220 degrees on that candy thermometer and um we take a little bit of a break from that because Ina has like it's like this rapid fire like getting ready for the party montage she's like i have five more things that i want to do um that i typically do or something and one is it one of them is starting with getting the coffee ready and you know she's got that that trusty old white coffee machine that's so basic but you know what are you gonna do um and she said this is how my mom makes coffee too because over uh, when we were at my mom's at christmas i had to make the coffee one time and i made it like as strong as i like it and i it no one said anything but i'm sure people were like mm, this is strong but like what i would do is normally do one scoop for each cup. So if I'm making six cups of coffee, I do six scoops. And it's not a, a huge scoop. I guess it's probably a little less than a tablespoon, but, I, you know, whatever scoop comes with the thing. Um, some would call that very strong. I call that, like, the bare minimum, you know? Um, but I like coffee. I like strong coffee. My tolerance is high, low. My, to my tolerance is low. high. I think it's high. Is that how I say that? I don't know why I'm stressing over that. Um, I like coffee and I drink a lot of it. So I need stronger coffee is what I'm ultimately trying to say here. But my mom and Ina actually do like almost half of that. So if they make a full pot of coffee with like 12 cups, they're only putting six scoops of coffee in it. And uh, it's just not enough, not enough for me. And it's sad because I really love coffee. And, you know, the best part of Christmas is having, you know, coffee and cookies the next day. And I had to drink my mom's coffee, which was fine. You know, I still drank it, but I was just like, ugh, should have should have brought my own K-cup or something. Um, but love you, mom, and love you, Ina, but at least put like eight scoops in, you know? Eight and a half, maybe nine, if you're going to make a full pot. Um, but that is just, you know, that's just how I like it. 
Um, so in addition to getting the coffee ready, she puts butter and little ramekins and leaves it to get room temp. So it's, you know, spreadable. And then it's time to set the table. I guess this is like the last three things, which is like putting a blue striped tablecloth on the table, some white plates, some white napkins, and simple flowers, which is four things. But um, yeah, I don't know what the, what the, how she got five out of that, but we'll go with it. Um, and it's a cute little table. The flowers are really pretty. They were like this. I, I actually, I'm terrible at flowers. I, I shouldn't even. I don't know. They were like orange and green. Ugh, I don't know. Um, so now let's go back to the jam. Uh, Ina checks the temp and it has finally hit 220, of course, just right on time. And now it's time for bedtime. Ina is going to hit the hay. And uh, the next day the sun rises. Ina turns on the coffee. She puts the jam in, into a silver bowl. She sets the table. And then we see some footage of Ina out on the town to shop for sweet treats because oh, actually no I thought I was tricked by this I think in my notes I didn't go back and fix this but I thought she was going to pick up some sort of uh like pastry or cake or something like that which in a way she kind of does so um because you know who has time to make everything homemade you know she says something like uh, my friends don't expect everything to be homemade so sometimes it's good to just go to the bakery and she goes to a um I remember them in New York. I guess they're called like Citarella, but like, like the Italian would be like Citarella, Citarella. Um, but I think everyone just says Citarella. But in my memory, I feel like it's just like a bougie sort of specialty food store that's like a chain. Um, and of course, Ina would be going to that. But, you know, it seems like a great store. There are some beautiful loaves of bread, uh, but she ends up getting six croissants to go with the strawberry jam so I guess it's kind of a sweet treat but I thought she was getting like a cake or muffins or something like that um but she gets the croissant and then she heads back to the house and good thing because Stephen is there and he is uh Ina puts him to work he is in charge of grating even more cheddar cheese to put on top of the biscuits and Ina starts uh on the side she's making an egg wash for the biscuits to give them a nice brown glaze and uh, then Ina and Steven together, they sprinkle some cheddar on top of the biscuits. And I, <laughs> Ina, through laughter, of course, sort of scolds Steven for putting too much cheddar on top of one of the biscuits. She's like, well, that's almost a little bit too much. And she's like, ha, 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 um, I think it'd be great unless it's going to burn. But uh, the more cheddar, the better. So the biscuits go into the oven and while they bake Ina tells Stephen that it's time to whip up a breakfast cocktail which is really a mocktail um and I don't know why she didn't call that or like describe it as such but uh I think she said something like she said we're gonna leave out the vodka so if you wanted to make this um what was it called again something in the flowers uh I thought I wrote it I think I have to scroll up in my notes here here we go uh, it is called scrolling, sc uh, just, no, <laughs> I was going to say just a few flowers, but it's juice of a few flowers. Um, I've never heard of this drink in my life, but, uh, but here we go. We need lots of fresh juice, Ina says for this recipe. Uh, and they start with some oranges and then they also, and she's juicing the orange, obviously. And then she juices a grapefruit, some lemons and some limes. And I think it's like a quarter cup of each of those fruits. Very easy to 
remember. And once that is all combined, Ina shows him how to sugar the rim of a martini glass, which, you know, you get some juice and one sort of like shallow bowl, dip the martini glass in there and then dip it in some sugar. I'm surprised she didn't use the uh, the super fine sugar. She said it was just regular, but, you know, minor details. So next, Ina shows him how to do one of them, and then Stephen gives it a try. They didn't show Stephen's sugared glass, so I wonder if it didn't turn out as well <laughs> as Ina's did. Um, so Ina pours the cocktail, the mocktail, into a shaker with ice, and uh, she gives Stephen the task of giving it a good shake while she gets the biscuits out of the oven. And then once that is finished, she like kind of takes it from Stephen's hand. Like she's, he's like, is this good enough? Is, was that 30 seconds? And she's like, well, and then she just like takes it out of his hands and like really gives it a shake. Uh, it was just funny. And uh, once Ina, you know, takes over and gives it her type of shake, she pours the cocktail into the sugared glasses and then she garnishes it with a little mint. It's a beautiful color. It looks uh, really so fancy and elevated for, you know, a simple you know, simple, juicy sort of breakfast cocktail slash mocktail. Uh, so they cheers and take a sip. And uh, now it's time for some scrambled eggs. I love scrambled eggs. It's pretty much my, I think I typically, uh, you know, if I'm ordering something for breakfast, I mean, I do love a poached egg, but I really only get it. I never think to get it like with a regular breakfast because I'm always getting it on like an eggs Benedict or something like that. But maybe I'll start if it's an option. Why not? Um, but I typically do over easy or scrambled. Um, and I love like an herb scrambled egg, which which is what Ina's about to make. So Ina shows Stephen how to cup up cup, how to cut up some scallions while Ina cracks 10 eggs into a bowl and then pours in six tablespoons of half and half, which is, you know, Ina like whispers to him. She's like, it's very rich. And uh, I feel like I've done that before. Like I remember like as a kid, like my mom would just put like a little splash of water or like whatever milk we had on hand too. I don't know if she ever used half and half, but you know, ring in the new year with some half and half folks. So after Ina pours in the half and half, uh, she gives the bowl to Steven uh, who beats the eggs while Ina chops up some dill and parsley in addition to the scallions and just, you know, kind of puts it all in the bowl and Stephen gives it a whisk. And now it is time to cook the eggs. She cuts two tablespoons of, I don't know why she, I said cuts. She cuts up. Yeah, she cuts. Uh, it just sounded weird in my head. She cuts up two tablespoons of butter and uh, puts it into a skillet and then Ina regales Stephen about the time she threw an omelet party and made like 20 omelets for people. I spent the whole time making omelets. It was a nightmare, uh, which would be, that would be so sad. I, I mean, I just feel like Ina would have, she could like see ahead and be like, oh, this is going to seem like a lot. And uh, they made like some sort of joke. I didn't write it down about like how easy is that? And Ina said like, how not easy is that? Or how hard is that? Or something like that. Um, yeah, not throwing an omelet party anytime soon, unless like everyone makes it themselves, but that's, yeah, that wouldn't work either. Uh, so Ina reminds Steven to cook eggs low and slow. And, uh, she makes like a comment, like, I usually think I usually, you know, uh, cook about two to three eggs per person. And she's like, maybe one or two for the pan. And I hate this about like non, not nonstick skillets, but like that, what is that called? The other kind of skillet that looks like aluminum. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I saw this on TikTok, of course, that 
um, the like the way to use that and make it nonstick is you have to get it almost like searing hot. And the way to test it is if you like sprinkle some water on it, the water just sort of like roams around like they sort of like float around it's actually kind of cool um you would think it would just steam up but once it looks like little pellets kind of bouncing around the skillet then you know it's ready but how does that translate to eggs i feel like you should just use a non-stick skillet Ina, because one of my pet peeves is like there's so much egg that sticks to the bottom of the uh skillet and it's just it's a nightmare um it was a nightmare <laughs> um but anyway, these eggs, they turn out pretty good. She does use a spatula eventually because she started with a wooden spoon. And I was like, you're going to need that spatula, Ina. So thank goodness she got that. And um, these eggs look amazing. I could eat I could eat this whole like skillet of eggs, like no problem. But alas, uh, her and Steven split all the eggs. I thought more people were coming over. But, um, you know, I guess the whole episode is to show Steven an easy breakfast. Uh, so everything's out on the table. The biscuits look so good. I'm surprised they didn't feature them a little bit more. Like the last we saw those biscuits, they were just going into the oven. And usually, you know, we get the footage of her pulling them out and saying, wow. Um, but Stephen makes a remark, something like, uh, you know, I bet I could really do this by myself. And I was like, I know you can. And Stephen says, well, how about next weekend? And Ina says, oh, yeah, is my invitation in the mail? And Stephen said, well, I'm not too busy for you. And Ina says, wonderful. And then they hug and Stephen like kisses her on the cheek. But it's like, it's like, it's too cringe. You know what I mean? It's like they didn't rehearse. I think if I was Ina, I'd be like, okay, um, give me a hug. Give me a kiss on the cheek and we'll linger for a second and then we'll release. Um, but it just didn't, it didn't work out. Stephen was awkward. Um but Ina, actually, like a pro, instead of being, you know, inserting a nervous laugh, she uh, immediately goes into some conversation. She's like, so what should we eat first? And it's it's pretty seamless. So I was I was proud of Ina in that moment. And Stephen says, well, I think we should drink first. And Ina says, works for me. But there's no alcohol in those cocktails, Stephen. So I don't know. Maybe by this point, uh, you know, Stephen slipped in a little vodka there. I don't know. Uh, and then they, you know, they toast and they laugh. And that is the end of uh, the episode. A wonderful episode. I love breakfast. I love Ina. Uh, I think she should put more coffee in her coffee, if that makes sense. More grinds to, you know, put some hair on her chest. But other than that, a lovely menu. I'll, I'll even, you know, I'll even give some flowers to uh, the, the croissant and strawberry jam. Uh, but not that cocktail. Come on, put some vodka and live a little. But other than that, um, I think that's all I have. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. Or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kochanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe. Happy New Year. And I'll see you next time.